Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you one illuminating, inspiring page of Talmud every day. And our guest today is my teacher and friend and inspiration, the great Rabbi Dovid Bashevkin. Hello. Leo, what a peculiar joy to uh, to be with you over the phone. Been spending a lot of time on the phone with people, and uh, it's a special joy to get to speak to you now. Isn't it a pleasure, though, on a very serious note, that we have this pursuit, this Daf Yomi obsession of ours? I've been saying this to a lot of people, and I don't know what Yomi, what you do every day, but the ritual and the consistency of Daf Yomi, while merciless, has never been more comforting in my life than over the past three weeks. I hear you completely, and I hope that our listeners are feeling just a little bit of the same sort of joy. And today's stuff, 33B, hasn't it a kind of a strange, mystical, dark, beautiful moment? Set the scene for us before I read it. So the Talmud a little bit earlier was telling a story about a group of rabbis, one of them, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who's the focus of this story, and they're talking about the works of the government, the government who had been oppressing Jews, and they were saying, you know, how helpful all this stuff is. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai basically gets up and says, this stuff is not helpful. They only do this to benefit themselves. They don't care about us. They don't care about the Jews. And the government finds out about how dismissive Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was of their kind of government infrastructure that he has to go on the run and he hides out him and his son in a cave where they study mystical Torah for 13 years. And so let us read. They emerged from the cave and saw people who were plowing and sowing. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai said, These people abandon eternal life of Torah study and engage in temporal life for their own sustenance. The Gemara relates that every place that Rabbi Shimon and his son Rabbi Elazar directed their eyes was immediately burned. A divine voice emerged and said to them, Did you emerge from the cave in order to destroy my world? Return to your cave. They again went and sat there for twelve months. They said, The judgment of the wicked in Gehenna lasts for twelve months. Surely their sin was atoned in that time. A divine voice emerged and said to them, Emerge from your cave. They emerged. Everywhere that Rabbi Elazar would strike, Rabbi Shimon would heal. Rabbi Shimon said to Rabbi Elazar, My son, you and I suffice for the entire world, as the two of us are engaged in the proper study of Torah. Before I read the next paragraph, I just have to read this sentence in Hebrew because it's so beautiful. Amarlo bni dai laolam ani veta. And it goes on. As the sun was setting on Shabbat Eve, they saw an elderly man who was holding two bundles of myrtle branches and running at twilight. They said to him, Why do you have these? He said to them, In honor of Shabbat. They said to him, And let one suffice. He answered them, One is corresponding to remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy, and one is corresponding to observe the Shabbat day to keep it holy. Rabbi Shimon said to his son, See how beloved the mitzvot are to Israel? Their minds were put at ease, and they were no longer as upset that people were not engaged in Torah study. Oh, my Lord, what a story. This story, to me, 
without even any interpretation, there's something so universal in my mind about the role that scholarship can play in a person's life when you feel like you have found a truth and how initially that truth can cause you to be so dismissive of the rest of the world. I think of the Academy, I think of the Ivory Tower, and and when you dedicate your life to that truth, you look at the rest of the world and very often you just say, like, what are you guys doing all day? What is the world occupied with all day? I have this amazing truth, and everyone seems to be involved in such kind of trivial narishkeit, such stupidity. And he goes through, and this story, which is really the story of the birth of mysticism, is a story about how one's truth, however mystical, however esoteric, if it's not being used to endow meaning to the world and it's only being used to more like cynically or dismissively knock down the world then that's not the truth that god wanted and it's a destructive force rather than a productive force exactly and god waits till rip shimon bar yochai is able to integrate this mysticism and look out at the rest of the world. And that's why I love the end of this story. That like he bumps into this kind of like elderly man. It could be anybody's Bubby or Zadie who has this like old tradition. It's not written in the Torah that you're supposed to bring myrtle branches. It's not a real custom. It's just like, this is what he was doing. It's like this cute folklore. And for the first time he pauses And instead of burning and dismissing and being destructive, he realizes that that's not the point of all of his study in the cave. The point of the study in the cave is to endow meaning. And that's why at the center of all of mysticism, and at the center of the work attributed to the thought of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, those scholars in the ivory tower are all going to jump down and say it's not completely true, and they're also partially right. But in the Zohar, there's a central line that in Aramaic, it says, Lace atar penai mine. There is nothing in the world devoid of him. Meaning there's nothing in the world devoid of godliness. And mysticism in Judaism is not about being cloistered up and looking at the rest of the world as wasting their time. It's about looking at whether it's an elderly person with their customs or the infrastructure of the world or just the daily rhythm of life and looking at it and say, Kama chavivin, how sweet, how beloved is this world? It endows the world with meaning rather than divesting meaning from the rest of the world. The Zohar, of course, being the ancient book of Jewish mysticism written by... It's attributed to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, though, you know, people who can get their hands on some Gershom Shalom and, you know, some good old-fashioned mystical um, academic studies, you know, may quabble with me. But here is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the founding father, one of the founding fathers of Jewish mysticism, realizing for the first time that the old man's simple, unprescribed, unstudious kind of very heartfelt measure of bringing some nice-smelling myrtle to honor Shabbat is such an incredibly powerful and meaningful way to honor the holy day and to honor God that he understands right away why his sort of fastidious attention to the intricacies of Torah weren't the whole meaning. The whole meaning was to understand that God is everywhere and in everyone and everything.
and that the goal of mysticism ultimately is to endow meaning rather than to divest it. I think that's the pinnacle of the story. He begins the story by being dismissive of government action and government infrastructure, and he's only able to end the story when he's finally be able to not only be integrated in society, but endow meaning to all of society. And so, Rabbi Bashevkin, as we as we go into a hopefully wonderful, blissful Pesach, today and tomorrow, and we will not have a show tomorrow as we'll be observing our joyous holiday. Let us all keep in mind this wisdom of today's daf, and let us all find just a little bit of this mystical meaning in everything that we do. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.